Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Teaching Tips Tuesday. Today, we have with us Dr. Nicole Johnson. She is the head of the vision department at Kutztown University. How are you doing today, Dr. Johnson? Good. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on. I have had the pleasure of meeting many uh, Kutztown, I guess at the time they were interns and then became Kutztown TVIs. So I, I can put some stake in the quality of your program. Thank you. Thank you. They're wonderful students. Absolutely. And I understand you have some research done on increasing Braille reading speed. Yes. Over the past about seven years, I've been looking at various ways to increase Braille reading speed and comprehension. Well, now, what is the, I guess there's the obvious value of just being able to read more, but would you say there's any further value in increasing Braille reading speed? Yeah, so we know that on average, a Braille reader reads roughly a third slower than peers. So it's important to try to close that gap or get as close as possible as a typical sighted reader as we can. Um, and it helps develop a love for learning and decreases that frustration when reading. So if they're able to concentrate on having fun reading and not focus so much on the comprehension, um, it really, really helps them engage in their learning and become lifelong readers. All right, well then let's get straight into some strategies. What is the first thing you're gonna recommend? So I think early on, we all know about Braille tracking sheets. So we make, we have them track different things with their fingers. And a lot of times this is only used early, early on, but it's important as we introduce more contractions and that grade two Braille to go back to more complex tracking sheets. Um, it helps build sensitivities on the fingers, you know, and it could be super complex where you might have a bunch of D's and throw three F's in and they have to find them um, where there's very slight differences, but it helps build that speed. And when they're doing these tracking sheets, you want to make sure they're using proper hand positioning. You know, the right hand is the lead hand, the left hand drops down and they're doing that line to line very fluently. And that really helps with the reading, although they're not reading words, but building in those tracking sheets, not only in preschool and kindergarten, but possibly bringing them back in second, third and fourth grade more complex really helps with that hand movement and speed. So you're just you're really focusing on the, the muscle memory of that. So you're not they're not having to spend that chunk of their brain saying, OK, hand move, hand drops that you, you want to just make that automatic. Yes, and sometimes that takes longer to develop. And um, when we're sighted, we do that very seamlessly. Um, and it's taught, it's a very visual skill. They do it very early on. So with readers with Braille, we're so focused on them identify contractions. Sometimes we forget to teach that automaticity of line to line because that could really slow a Braille reader down. Automaticity is a great word. I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's great. All right. So we've taken care of that. Let's say our student is now absolutely killer with the motorics of their Braille reading. What's the next strategy we're going to employ? I think the next strategy that really is helpful is the use of repeated readings in Braille. Uh, repeated readings is something that's well documented and researched with sighted learners and students with learning support or learning disabilities. In Braille, uh, we did a study with three readers using repeated readings and you take a passage that's on their reading level so it doesn't necessarily have to be grade level but their reading level and they read it once and then we go back and correct their errors and make sure they know what they got wrong or what they said wrong 
And then the next day you read it a second time. And the goal is that they're going to increase their reading speed. If they make mistakes, you go back and correct them. And then you read it a third time and then check for comprehension. So the three times, by the third time, they're really reading more fluently. They're not getting stumbled on those words anymore. And we found by using repeated readings, you know, we used repeated readings with students over the course of three months, the baseline data on a first cold read went up by almost 10 words a minute. So it was building that reading confidence. So, you know, and it, that with a third grader, it went up 10 words a minute. So that just the use of a same short story, it doesn't have to be long, like a two minute read, very simple on their lev instructional level. And then do you see that that speed increase generalizes into novel readings? Not not reading novels, but reading new passages? Yep, so that's what we did. The cold read of a new passage and it from the first baseline data on a new passage. Oh, that's what went second. up to 10 words mm -hmm. per minute. Okay, I thought you meant yep. on, on the repetitions it went up by 10. Okay, no. well, that's great. On the repetitions, um, yeah, it went up significantly the third time, but then when we went back and just did a first read, the words per minute went up a lot because they were building confidence using these repeated readings. Then by the time we would start off baseline again, they increased braille speed significantly. Okay, excellent. So now we've done we've done our tracking, we've done our repeated reading. Do you have one more for us? Yep, and the third one I would say is using peer-assisted strategies. And we use this, we did, a study with a kindergartner, a third grader, and a sixth grader. So a kindergartner was still learning the alphabet, and like all kindergartners, they were not fluent readers, uh, but getting again at their instructional level, and we would have the general education teacher identify a peer. So then the peer and our learner would have the same passage with the teacher of the visually impaired in front of them, and we would have one be the helper and one be the leader. So we would switch who that was. So sometimes a student learning Braille would be the helper of the other student. So it wasn't always that our student was a weaker student, but they would read together. So one would read a paragraph. If one got held up on a word, the other would help. Then the second would read the second paragraph, and then they would answer comprehension questions together. And we would use the same student and do this two or three times a week with different passages. It built confidence for our student because we made sure the students were around the same reading level, but it helped build confidence because our student was able to help a sighted reader and vice versa. So they weren't always the ones being helped. And it, they really got into that, especially the third grader. She wanted to help the other student. And she even said, I'm always the one asking questions. And the other student, she was helping her sound out words. And it helped build that reading confidence. In addition to helping increase Braille reading speed, the teacher noted we had them fill out a survey that these students continue to talk outside of the one-on-one -on -one time. So it helped build socialization in the kindergartner and third grader. We didn't see it so much in the sixth grader, the socialization piece, but mm -hmm. their middle school, so a little different. So not only were we helping reading and confidence, but then we had that socialization aspect. So that one-on-one -on -one peer assisted really did help with the braille speed and socialization. <laughs> Out of these three strategies, which one would you most recommend to a high schooler who's not an active Braille reader, but we're worried about visual degeneration down the line? They're not particularly motivated to read Braille, but it is what the IEP team has determined to be appropriate. Which of these three strategies would you implement first? 
I would definitely start with the tracking sheets uh, and then increase complex complexity because you want to have them be successful. And a lot of times with um, progressive conditions and they're older, they find Braille very frustrating. So we want to try to make them successful from the start. So those easy tracking sheets like, oh, let's see if you can get to the end of this, um, you know, making it a game making them be successful and then increase the complexity because you're building up that finger sensitivity um, and starting to get them to use their fingers for when they lose their vision. So I would say definitely starting with the tracking sheets would be the best. Alrighty, excellent. I will implement that into my teaching literally next week. I've got a kid who is not <laughs> digging braille, so I'm glad we had this talk. All right, well, thank you so much for telling us about these great strategies. I have one more question for you, Dr. Johnson, and that is what is your favorite part of your job? I like a lot about my job. I really love my job, so I feel lucky in that aspect, but I really have a love for kids with visual impairment. So I like that I get to train many teachers every year um, to be good role models and advocates and very knowledgeable in visual impair impairments to positively impact children who are blind and visually impaired, not only in Pennsylvania, but throughout the country because our teachers go everywhere. So it makes me happy to be a small part of that. And they come back and tell me stories of how students are doing and how successful they are. And it's very rewarding. Well, you got to think how many, how many total kids you are affecting through the the drizzle down effect of all the TBIs that you train that had, that does have to be very rewarding. Yep. I, I love my job. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode of Teaching Tips Tuesday, Dr. Johnson. Right. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much to everybody at home for watching another episode of TTT. We will see you next week. Have a good one.